The following is an exclusive presentation of WPTF and Applied Vision Works. This is the Building a Leadership Culture Podcast, hosted by Bruce Gresham, the Principal Strategic Advisor of Applied Vision Works. An in-depth look at how Bruce and President Don Hadley help businesses reach their long-term goals. Here's your host, Bruce Gresham. Welcome to Building a Leadership Culture Podcast, brought to you by Applied Vision Works. I'm your host, Bruce Gresham, and I'm really enjoying being a part of the Applied Vision Works team, working with our clients to help them get to a brighter and better future. We're a business consulting firm that helps businesses of all sizes reach their goals faster. You can learn more at AppliedVisionWorks.com or give us a call at 919-739-2980. We have Ron Lutz back for part two of a conversation around clients, remember how you make them feel. And where we ended part one was really, not only is it important that you have a really great customer experience when they're in person, physically with you, whether they're in your store, or if you're a service trade in their home, or you're on Zoom, uh, connecting with them that way. But it's also the digital experience that's important. And Ron, as we move forward, how do you see the physical experience, the digital experience kind of evolving together going forward? Yeah, Bruce, I, I, as we discussed in, in part one, I think the, the, new, um, the new opportunity of buy online and pick up at curb or buy online and pick up in store, those are extensions of the technology and the ability to be able to engage a, a retailer in that way. Those will be, um, BOPA started, about five years ago, buy online, I think that curb really was this year, just given all the dynamics we went through in 2020. Now let's move inside the store. And this is a study that was done mid last year, 79% of certain categories will, there will always be engagement necessary inside the brick and mortar. You may be able to do all the research you want to do and make decisions that you want to make, but there are those categories that Customers are going to want to simply kick the tires, Bruce, and, and, and touch it, hold it, feel it, see it, make sure. And then there are those projects that they'll need multiple components to, to complete. So all to say, there is still a significant need for brick and mortar and the desire for customers to be in the brick and mortar store. So how do you connect then digital, the digital capability? I'll go back to a little conversation we had is that if I have confidence that I believe I can do this project because I've done my research online and, and, and I've done all the YouTube uh, investigation or all the information, when I get to the store, I want to have that same level of confidence that I had when I was curating my idea. In many cases, whether it's I'm walking in with, with my handheld computer, which iPhone or, or whatever choice of smartphone you have, whether it's geofencing that goes around that as soon as you hit the store, and I know that Bruce is in the store, and I know that Bruce's last three searches were around this type of project. And oh, by the way, Bruce, if you go to aisle three, I'll have Bill meet you there, and we'll talk about that project. That exists, right? That's how you're connecting that, that technology in the digital world to what Bruce wants or what the project is. Or if you have inline tutorials that are on digital screens that can take a customer through how to how to do a project or install a faucet or 
uh, build a patio or whatever the case may be. And on that digital screen are those YouTube videos, the most watched videos for those categories that are available there for, for Bruce to click and view and see. Or is it that as you walk into every department within whatever store it might be, they're giving you the latest how-tos, they're giving you the latest trends, and they can transport that over to your to your handheld, to your smartphone. So it is connecting at multiple facets. And one of the largest retailers in the world has made the decision that instead of expanding stores and building new stores, they're going to invest all of their remodel money, if you will, in connecting the digital prior to the store to into the store make sure the consumer can have a seamless engagement of the activity prior to the store, through the store, and then consummating their, their sale. So digital is, is here. Uh, we leverage it all the time as, as consumers. And how do you get really smart as a, a relevant retailer to drive that data into the, into the location, knowing that they're going to be in the store anyway? And there's just so many physical digital connections that occur that folks are maybe aware of or or maybe they're they're not aware of you know the old adage used to be that you'd have to tell you'd have to deliver a message uh, seven times for it to kind of resonate and to stick uh, and for someone to make a decision and now because of social media and just all the bombardment of information those kind of current studies say that you know you need to a consumer or a customer client needs to see something 12 to 15 times before making a decision. And so we've seen clients who are, you know, connecting physical marketing um, with mail, um, showing up at folks um, in folks' mailbox with digital ads. So, you know, you know, there's barcodes on mail pieces, you know, when it was delivered, to your target audience, and then you can deliver digital ads on social media or on websites a few days before that physical ad comes and a few days after um, that that ad comes. So you're not only doing a digital experience, but a physical tactile experience. We have another uh, client who, when they're kind of going through large scale residential or kind of small scale commercial remodeling, they not only bring the samples of the materials that they're going to use for people to touch and feel, but at the end of the experience of, you know, remodeling a kitchen or, or, you know, doing whatever um, or, or a commercial space, you end up, with this digital view that is emailed to you of exactly what it's it's going the finished product's going to look like and so it's a really immersive uh experience both physical physically digitally throughout the entire process and i think you brought up a great point that more and more folks are are going to do that in store or or through other other methods Bruce, it is, it is in one word about personalization. And it would go all the way back to our conversation around customer experience. And when that really omni-channel, when all of that, those were the buzzwords back in you know, uh, early 2000s. And the personalization is that, again, I want to shop the way I want to shop and engage how I want to engage. But let's take that to the nth degree now and find ourselves here today in 2021 
that personalization is just like as you mentioned, right? If I'm going to design a kitchen or, or any kind of remodel, I want to be able to have a visualization of what it's going to look like before I get there. And I want it unique to me, right? I want those special touches. That, how do you allow me to engage with you in a way that I feel as though it's been personalized for me? Now, the, the key is take that same personalization and still drive that into the brick and mortar. And those, those are um, the hurdles that retailers have, have attempted to overcome over the last you know, 12 to 18 months is that how do I make sure every engagement and touch point in, in the location that I feel it's, it, it's very personal as, as the consumer and an engagement that way. It kind of goes back to, Bruce, the, old, uh, the notion of this podcast is how are you making me feel? Uh, am I important to you? Um, am I important enough to you uh, as a, a customer in, in your location that you're going to keep me safe, take care of me, make sure my experience is uh, beyond where an experience I would get somewhere else. And it's very personal to me so that I have uh, an experience that I want to talk about. I want to share on social media because, Bruce, to your point, it is so easy now today to share, share it on social media. Um, and then how do I make sure that um, I, feel, I feel as though I want to come back here again because I appreciated, I appreciated Sally in the aisle taking care of me. Ron Lutz has led Fortune 50 companies and private sector organizations and executive and C-suite roles in marketing, customer experience, and business development, among other areas. You can connect with Ron on LinkedIn, his handle there is R-O-N-W-L-U-T-Z, and then the number 10 there at the end, or you can just search for him on there, R-O-N-L-U-T-Z, Ron Lutz. And so, Ron, you mentioned personalization, and um, it kind of drives, you know, eliciting kind of feelings in the customer because they're the client's going to remember how you make them feel. How important is messaging and how has that evolved over the years and where do you see that potentially going? Well, Bruce, messaging, um, so let's look at it in three, three different uh, camps, if you will. My personalized messaging that it's done electronically, uh, digitally. Then the personalized me- or the messaging when I'm I'm about to engage a um, a retailer, and then the, the messaging that exists inside the retailer's uh, place of business. So if you look at the digital messaging um, again, what what are my habits? What are my buying habits? Can you personalize something to me? Can you provide coupons to me? Can you provide deals to me? Can you provide opportunities that are um, that are about my shopping behavior or patterns. I mean, to the extent today that um, organizations or companies recognize, Bruce, how often you buy furnace filters, right? And you know what? I want to send you a coupon uh, a month before you are scheduled to buy your next round of furnace filters. And I'm being I'm being very generic here on, on something that's simple, but that no. But exists. I think you're right. I mean, I the ones that I buy, I go to a website real quick type in the date I bought it and my email address and they ping me. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. So we're going to see that explode because that is personalization. You're reminding me. And for those companies, you go back to that website, Bruce, and buy those because 
it's, it's easy for you, it's convenient, and they're reminding you that it needs to be done. So you're going to see that explode over the next 24, 36 months. And, uh, and tied to that, um, as businesses begin to plan around those, you'll see coupons, you'll see promotions, you'll see add-on items that might make sense for it. So we'll see an explosion of that. So let's let's go let's go to the physical store. As, as I'm pulling up into into the uh, the, the parking lot of, of the location, I mentioned geofencing. Um, I'm going to know that Bruce, you were here uh, two weeks ago. You purchased X, um, and you engaged with Bill in a conversation. All of that type of information exists, and I may actually ask you before you enter the store, what what's the project here today? What are you looking for today? And before you're actually sitting in the aisle, I will already have been able to communicate to you where it's at, um, who is in that department, and, and, and Sally is here at customer service to answer any questions before you actually start your journey in the location. So now let's get into the store. And I talked about having digital capabilities with, within the aisle, uh, YouTube videos, uh, total home connection there, displays that are, are digitally enhanced so that you can see in vision what you're trying to accomplish, or even a navigation map within the, within the store that's on your handheld that shows you exactly how to navigate to optimize your time, optimize your purchase journey in the store. So those things are very personal. So the personalization, we've just, we've just ramped that up. And I think we will see that become more and more an influence driver for consumers and relevant retailers moving forward. Well, and when you talk about personalization and all the different things you just spoke to, geofencing, understanding clients' profiles or consumer customer profiles, who they've interacted with in the past. And at the end of the day, that kind of all leads to kind of the, the concept of big data and having data scientists, having smart folks on your team, even, and it, it doesn't have to be the Fortune 10, Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies that have these. You can have elements of data science, even in small and medium-sized business to help you kind of figure out customer profiles when they're buying, see trends. And, and it's really going to be I feel like what separates great companies from good companies or failing companies in the future. What are your thoughts? Bruce, I would agree. I absolutely agree. I mentioned earlier in part one about the, um, the customers asking a relevant retailer to be where the customer wants them to be just before they ask. That's all on the back of, of AI. That's all on the back of data and information. It's trend analysis. It's, it's consumer insights. It's survey information. It's all of that all of that information that the customer is, is indicating to you what's important to them and, and what their shopping behavior and patterns and where they're going to be. Now, I would say that we have a history in the U.S. of uh, data is great and, and I love it, but we can become paralyzed by too much data. Hmm. I would encourage those companies that are going to utilize data, determine what are the three or four elements that are truly relevant for you, that are relevant to your customer or those that you're serving, and focus on those four or five elements to, to, to move that personalization needle, if you will, for you. Because we can be bombarded by so much information, we become paralyzed, we're not serving the customer with that, we're spending too much time trying to dissect it, and we're missing the opportunity. So 
rationalize what you need and stay true and focused on those things versus getting caught up in too much data. But what I am saying, data is extremely important. Focus on the things that are relevant to your customer. You see, that starts with knowing who your customer is. Exactly, exactly right. Don Hadley, the founder of Applied Vision Works, has a great book called The Journey to Meaning. Not only is it a fun, quick story, but my my favorite part, and actually in some ways, one thing that that drew me to, to join in the team were the worksheets at the end of each chapter. They're really practical and help business owners kind of figure out where they are in their, their journey. The first five people who email me at bgresham at appliedvisionworks.com and request a copy of the book will receive a digital copy for free to read on their iPad or tablet of their choice. Ron, you mentioned at the very beginning of part one that this whole thought around clients, customers, consumers, remember how you make them feel it was ingrained in you in your career by a mentor, whether it's kind of part of this overall theme that we've had during our conversation or just mentor in general, the importance of mentors in general. What are, what are your thoughts about how mentors have helped you and how important it is for leaders and businesses of all sizes to be mentors for, for their folks? Well, Bruce, I tell you, that is, that's a fabulous question because I, I once ascribe um, wholeheartedly to uh, giving back, right? Um, I had the good fortune of serving on several boards now that's all about uh, coaching, leadership, mentoring, and how to develop a process for that. And, but it really it goes back to, our, I think, the core of who we are individually. I think if all of us think back, we've had someone, someone in our life that has uh, either that have helped us in some way, whether it's a, a conversation, whether it's uh, guidance or leadership, or someone that's just taking you under their wing and said, Here, here's how things really operate or what you need to know about this. And I think all of us along the journey of our life have had someone like that. Could be a family member, could be a business partner, could be someone early on in, in your career. And I was blessed and fortunate to have several of those. Two things I would say about that, Bruce, is if you don't have someone that is helping coach or lead or guide you, seek them out. Find that person, someone that you know exhibits the characteristics of, of, of trust, who have knowledge, uh, who have a genuine care about people, a genuine care about uh, the work that they're in. And then secondarily in that, I would say we as individuals seek someone out that we can pay it forward, if you will, whether it's mentoring, whether it's coaching or just sharing advice. It's so important in who we are as individuals to be able to give. I mean, we're just innately built that way. And I would just encourage all of us, whether it's through a local charity, through whether it's through a local boys and girls club, whatever it is, find those things that are important to you that you have an experience at and give and share and mentor those people. I'll tell you, the biggest joys I have right now in my where I'm at in my professional journey is sitting one-on-one, sharing 
these experiences and watching someone come alive when they get it, when they are able to take those concepts and be able to apply those and then watching them turn and share it with other people. There's a shortage of mentorship and I would just encourage all of us and be more active. Ron, as always, really enjoyed it. Thanks for joining the show. Bruce, it has been an absolute pleasure. I really, really appreciate the opportunity to share. And and by the way, uh, I've read uh, Mr. Hadley's book. It's very practical and I would encourage those who are looking for that practical guidance in business and improvement to grab a copy if they can. Thank you, sir. Checks in the mail. <laughs> Appreciate that. Lots of zeros. Yeah, there you go. Take care. Thank you, Bruce. You've been listening to the Building a Leadership Culture podcast with Applied Vision Works Principal Strategic Advisor Bruce Gresham. Questions, concerns? Please email Craig Chase at cchase at appliedvisionworks.com or call 800 786 4332. This has been an exclusive presentation of WPTF and Applied Vision Works.